You are now listening to A Monster Rancher's Guide to Summoner's War. Here are your hosts. Welcome to A Monster Rancher's Guide to Summoner's War. I'm one of your hosts, Ken, a.k.a. Lightstar777 in Summoner's War. And I'm here with my great friend of over 13 years. Hi, everyone. My name is AJ, and my gamer tag is Aztec Olmec. We are going to be discussing all things Summoner's War, runes, mods, and everything in between. Maybe you'll learn something. Hopefully you have a lot of fun, and as always, Thanks for joining us. Now let's listen to Two Geeks Talk About Monsters. Hello, Summoners. Welcome to an Aztec Olmec less episode of A Monster Rancher's Guide to Summoner's War. I missed our normal streaming time, so Lightstar held it down for this week, but I'll be back next week, of course. Uh, but yeah, here's the episode. I am just going to get this started because... Aztec got stuck on a train, which is most unfortunate. Um, I so when he shows up, we are going to do some Genshin together. But as for now, I see that my frame is going to be all kinds of out of whack. Let's just move that for a moment. And close enough. I'm going to switch this back as well. So that I am doing some streaming of Summoner's War while we wait. Um, I've been trying out this new team. It's mostly all wind, so I don't know that I love it yet because it's it's a little bit it's a little bit of a challenge to uh, to actually have this team work. Um, I like that there's some res. I like that there's good health to be had, but I do not care for the fact that um, this team cannot really strip, so like teams like this where they have a lot of resistance and all, I find to be that way. Um, you know, we are uh, just to kind of fill you in when and if uh, his lordship uh, the great Aztec Almec shall show up. I we are going to talk a little bit. He got Raiden Shogun in Genshin, which is one of the rare banner characters, so cheesy to him. Um, you know, we are going to do my birthday summons probably... It'll probably be the day after my birthday, um, to be quite honest, because... At this point, I don't know that I'll be, like, I don't think we'll be able to stream on Tuesday, which would be my actual birthday, so instead, I'm thinking we will just end up doing it on Wednesday as a normal Summoner's War day, a normal streaming day, as it were. And hopefully we get some luck. I'm guaranteed at least one five-star, I think, maybe two. 
Um, I do have a splendid blessing, so there will be the fact that I am able to do that. Um, let's see what else. Let me adjust. Goodbye. Force my blade. Sorry, getting distracted with Genshin, you know. It's uh, very addictive. Um, let's see, what else were we going to talk about? Um, Rashi Boshi uh, was talking last week when we were talking about Elite Dangerous. Um, how he never picked it up. Um, you know, lack of time. Boy, don't I know that. Um... And yeah, I mean, the thing is, what I absolutely love about Elite Dangerous um, is that it is a one-to-one scale of the galaxy. So you're able to go to anywhere. Like, if you want to, you know, visit actual places in our galaxy, um, like Sagittarius A which is the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy with the right ship and the right you know flight path you can actually um go visit it which i think is really cool like i i don't know why but in in a lot of video games i i look at the realism a lot i think I don't know. Like, a lot of games like that, I always am looking to an immersive experience. Um, It was kind of what I both loved and hated about the... um, the No Man's Sky when it first came out was, like, it was very tedious. It was like, oh, fly to this planet to go get, you know, mine for the next, you know, five hours so that you can actually you know get enough materials just to get off that planet and go somewhere else so um that that is one drawback um very ironically today as well i decided um and it has been quite a long time since i played this game but i decided to get back into Star Trek Online a little bit Um, for anybody who has listened to our podcast over the years um, you will know quite quite well that I am a huge Star Trek fan Um, I I don't really like picking out a favorite child so I hate you know saying what series would be my favorite because for me it's basically every series is my favorite um they all have quite a bit of merits to them um i even i enjoy the star trek lower decks for what it is um which is just utter hilarity it's you know i was very worried to be quite honest back in the day that that was going to be a series that just ruined star trek for me because I don't know. I I am definitely an overly um, I am an overly serious Star Trek supporter. Like 
I did not want anything to be making a mockery of my beloved show. So, you know, I, I'm sure there are those of you out there that have fandoms like that as well that, you know, they're so precious to you, you don't want to see anybody ridiculing it. But uh, Lower Decks is just spot on hilarious it is one of the funniest shows um if you have paramount plus and or you get any way to check it out it is quite a great show and well worth the time um i've also been watching star trek voyager again no particular reason i just kind of was looking at it one day and just decided i hadn't watched it in a while i i love voyager uh janeway janeway is bay she's a great captain i <laughs> i will say one of the things about that show in particular that bothers me unlike some of the others was just how neat and tidy everything became at the end of every episode um i really like my favorite series probably of all time is probably forever and always going to be deep space nine i truly enjoyed the multi-season huge arcs i know the showrunners hated it i know i know people did not enjoy it like i enjoyed it but but i mean that's the thing like you know i suppose that's why it was a very unique series because it was so serialized week to week and i loved that i loved that they were able to to have a long seven year story arc you know and the depth of the stories they were able to produce and um things of that nature were just so incredible to me that that they were even able to kind of like pull that off because i feel like for one i don't think that people's attention span would warrant that kind of viewership anymore where you're able to like spend seven years paying off the fact that you know damar betrays his people and becomes the very rebel that he always had been fighting against in his life like you know that is just some writing that you know <laughs> i don't know like i still love it i still think that series is great but but there is a lot to be said for Voyager's, um, you know, storylines and arcs, um, Future's End, um, A Year of, a year of Hell. Oh my god. That was some of the best uh, two-parter episodes of any TV series ever. You know, I mean, they just like you were pulling for poor Janeway like right up to the bitter end and that was what was so great about it it was it did everything it was supposed to as a uh, 
as a two-parter like you were incredibly invested if you were a fan of the show like because i mean that was the thing like as i said so many episodes like they you know at the end of the week like in typical you know serialized or uh typical television fashion the happy ending is at the end of every episode so um it was quite rare to you know see a ship just being devastated for that long and you're like well how are they going to get out of this and the longer it went on the more you were just like oh they're they're not going to get out of this um but then they used the the reset button and they uh they time traveled themselves out of the problem so you but that's what i liked about deep space nine they had none of that going on too much like there were very few time travel episodes like things that happened had consequences and they stuck with the characters for long periods of time so um so you'll see this wind team i got going in summoner's war i've got a skogel i've got my lucian i have um oh what's his name let us see i gotta sometimes i have to go look at um uh the riley the wind totemist and uh oopsies whoops cardoodles and uh Eladriel. yep the uh wind um wind uh, angel, archangel um it is it is a really good team like lots of heals lots of sustainability um if you've been watching the past couple of fights i've had i i have actually been able to to basically overcome them killing half my team like repeatedly and uh come back from the brink and still win uh granted this team not the fastest definitely not fast by any stretch of the imagination but they're definitely uh they're doing they're doing work you know uh i'm i'm not altogether unhappy with the results i'm having with this so let's see what else so uh upon further review um aj uh, aztec almec had car trouble so most likely he's not going to be there so you know what i'm just going to keep talking to you give me one second to respond to his message Um, so, yes, um, if you have not played it though, um, yeah, so Aztec is not going to be here. I, I will personally keep streaming for probably another 20 minutes or so till about nine o'clock and then I will, I will call it, but 
I will try my best to entertain anybody who decided to wander into the chat today. So feel free. Um, you're on with Lightstar777. Um, ask me anything, our. Um, ask me anything, and I will give you a answer. Perhaps not the answer, but I will give you a answer, guaranteed. Um... <laughs> So, anyway, very long story and roundabout way to get there, but I guess my point would be that, yes, Rashi Boshi, it's great. I would not bother even trying to start Elite Dangerous on the piece or on the playstation or anything like that if you were thinking about it i would only really spend your time and energy leveling up on the pc they do have something called voice packs which are actually really cool um they are they are not sold specifically by the company that develops uh, Elite Dangerous, but they are an add-on. And what they do is, essentially, I'm able to have Captain Kirk be my first officer. Um, I'm able to have Michael Dorn as my tactical officer. I have several other people from very notable um, sci-fi franchises that, you know, I'm able to basically have their voices um, pilot my ship as it were and I can use the microphone attached to my PC and just give them commands verbally which is probably one of the cooler the cooler things that you're able to do um, I have played Star Trek VR before and you're able to give voice commands to them but you always have to press a button to do so which you know it Honestly, we're splitting hairs here, but, you know, it is something that takes me out of the immersion a little bit of the world to have to, like, press a button to talk to my crew. Um, now, one thing, and, uh, you know, Ubisoft and, um, uh, who, I have to look this up because I will not remember this off the top of my head. Frontier, right? Yes. Frontier Development uh, Company is the ones who make uh, Elite Dangerous. So, if anybody happens to stumble upon this special solo podcast uh, slash live stream of A Monster Entry's Guide to the Universe, um, I am just saying it right now. I... I really want you to make it so that you can give cardinal directions to Helms people. Um, it is it is something that is it is terrible in in Star Trek Bridge Crew, and it is something that it is terrible in. Um, Elite Dangerous. Um, and what that is, for those who are not in the know, cardinal directions are basically coordinates on a compass. Um, in Star Trek, they use uh, three cardinal points so that you know your elevation, your heading, and your... 
basically because they have three dimensions of travel uh, they have their navigation based on like ordinal planes so um very boring sounding but basically what it is is if you imagine the compass you know 360 degrees um it would give you the ability to say uh helm set course 240 at full impulse and and i know that sounds weird but like it is one of the things that keeps me from playing Star Trek Bridge Crew as much as I would like to. Um, and the reason is because I... Because it's very hard to get involved with that game if you're not playing with like four other or three other people um so star trek bridge crew um it's can be a vr game it can be a game with people using a controller but you can't mix the two so if i want my immersion i have to have three other people playing now if you just randomly let people join you you might get lucky and get three competent people but then you might get people who aren't taking it seriously and i know i know it's silly i know these are video games but come on if you're going to literally strap a headset on yourself to pretend you're on the bridge of a starship you you have to be willing to basically follow starfleet regulations and i i will not apologize for that i think that if you are not going to refer to people by their station um ids if you're not going to have rank call outs things of that nature um you know it it's just you know you're doing a disservice to everybody trying to play that game because honestly you have to you have to like be willing to make a, a little bit of a fool of yourself to have fun with games like that um and i mean that's just my two cents like i'm sure there are people who will adamantly disagree with that assessment and you know we'll say that you know i'm just taking the whole thing a little bit too seriously but honestly that that is the problem with elite dangerous that is the problem with you know star trek bridge crew like honestly i would love it if i could give them verbal directions that actually and especially in star trek bridge crew because in that game there are so many precise navigational things um there are tons and tons of times when you need to basically steer the ship around an object because a lot of their missions have like nebula and things like that that will cause you know problems to your ship so you need to be able to tell you know your helm officer to you know raise the ship up 2,000 kilometers and you know to basically navigate very precisely and it doesn't give you that ability and on my youtube there are videos you can hear my utter delight um present when i am playing this game uh i i love it so much but but that is my one complaint is that if i can't find people to play the game with i wish the voice commands would let me give people 
give the helm officer anyways an ordinal coordinate so that that way um you know in that way that it's more immersive yes but also that the game is doable because otherwise you're either just like oh follow that target and then you can tell the speed and that only works until you destroy that target but that's not very eloquent that's not going to help you you know like you can't actually set a course which you know again immersion ruined i say um let's see so since aztec is not going to be coming um let us not talk about that um aztec did want to get um my feedback um as someone who is more into um i have read all the books of harry potter and things like that um so it's hogwarts legacy um it's the new game coming out uh if i'm being frightfully honest um there there are things that have been going on um with not just that universe but you know the creative force behind it that i on a personal level do not want to support um that being said as you know we are trying to pride ourselves on being an impartial gaming streaming service slash you know not streaming service but like a, a streaming you know podcast live stream chat show about geek culture we'd be remiss without actually discussing these things so i i will say on a purely having watched a video about a 20 minute video of the gameplay and things of that nature it looks so much like other games that they have done there there's not a lot of innovation it seems like it's the it's a lot of the same it's a lot of you know oh go learn how to make a potion go to this class and and while that's cool like i mean the whole thing is like oh you're like the super special wizard but you know you're starting class late so you know you have to basically catch up but then it's like oh but also you know you can take your time and you know do this however you want to so i don't know and i mean the forced third person um i mean that's yeah, yeah. um but the biggest thing to me about it is just anybody that knows me anybody will know that i do not care for inconsistencies when it comes to stories like if you tell me the rules of your universe and you follow them i'm with you but when you tell me the rules and then you start contradicting them that's when i start having problems with it um and you you make it that everybody needs to actually say words to cast a spell and then it's like in the entire gameplay footage it's like 99 percent 
there's not a single word being uttered when you're casting spells and they're just like firing them off like a machine gun almost and and while it's cool and it's visually appealing like it's also not that realistic if you're telling and like and this was the same thing with the movies you know they had problems with that where they just decided to go off the rails and it was like oh no we don't care about saying words anymore for our spells we don't we don't need those we're just going to you know we're just going to leave it it's fine man um and i don't know i need some water I don't know. I hate to be a stickler for things like that, but you know, but it is, it is something that drives me bonkers when, when I see things like that, because honestly, honestly, I just wish they would be a little bit more consistent. You know, that's all. That's all I really ask. And so, uh, let's see what else about it. Um, you know, set in the past. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Knights of the old Republic star Wars thing. You know, they're just like, we're in the universe, but we're in a different universe. So everything old can be new again. Um, I get that. And I get, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you really wanted to impress me, like they would branch these stories out away from Hogwarts. And the fact that they don't feel comfortable in doing so tells me that they don't feel like you know, it's a viable product sometimes because I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm really making sense on this one. I just think if you like the same problem I have with the fantastic beasts and where to find them, it really felt like a retelling of a great story, which was uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles, which was written earlier. Um, and it was uh, basically how these kids found a guide that told you all about how to, you know, find all these, you know, these mythical creatures and, you know, such. And like and that was cool like you know that was you know that was you know a really great and unique concept and sometimes it just seems like that is what jk kind of came up with and then the movies just veered so quickly away from actually being about um, you know, the Fantastic Beasts, and it just became a whole thing about, you know, about, you know, just characters that we're going to meet later on down the road. And again, it's like, I, I actually was excited for it to have nothing to do with anything from the original Harry Potter movies and books. And then it became all about Dumbledore and everything else. So, 
you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just think sometimes that they don't trust their, you know, they don't trust their, you know, ability to tell stories without resting on their laurels, so to speak. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, overall, I mean, graphically, it, it looks like a fine game. It, it's the same plastic, you know, Harry Potter characters that we've seen with, you know, perhaps a little bit of a graphical update, but I mean, it's, it's the same same thing i mean and also they made a point of like oh there's these characters that you know from hogwarts like nearly headless nick and then if you can't i mean i get it i get that you can't get some of these people to voice the game version i get it but like don't like make it out like oh my god these are the same people and then it's like obviously they're not even the same actors so i i don't know Again, maybe I'm just being curmudgeonly, maybe I'm just being a miser, but I just, I think there's, they could do better, definitely. They could definitely, definitely, definitely do amazing, amazing stuff if they so tried. Um, so it will not be a game I most likely am going to play. I, I bear it no ill will. I I hope it's I hope it's good. Yeah. I mean I hope hope they have success. I you know, I guess like I bear it no ill will. I just not really going to ever play it ever. Um I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West. I have almost 50% of the trophies so far. So I'm pretty happy with that result. I think that... Um, sorry, I'm also doing Genshin stuff at the same time. Um, it's... You know, I, I said this, um, one of my friends, Torsten, is playing the game as well, and I was saying to him that I, I feel like the story was a little bit better in the first one, um, only because, uh, I know some people may not have played it, so I'm not going to to ruin it for anybody but um it is it is a very very twisty and in my mind one of the best twists in a video game that I have seen in recent memory it it is just a great 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 story uh the first game um and and that's the thing like you know with a story that great you know it's kind of hard to do a follow-up and this one it just everything is a little bit too convenient and a little bit too 
unrealistic in a way. Um, so, uh, so there's that. I, I definitely there's there's merit to it. There is reason to play it. Like it's definitely cool. I'm enjoying some of the new enemies that you face and things of that nature so so it's very enjoyable definitely would recommend um i'm hoping to finish it hopefully i probably won't finish it by the time uh tiny tina's wonderland comes out but that will be the next game that uh i will probably play uh i am going to go ahead and do a couple summons here and then you know call it an evening and thank anybody who decided to listen to me prattle on for almost 40 minutes thank you um you know what here we go i'm just going to do three because i actually don't want to uh, get a five star when I don't have my birthday or when I'm not streaming even because you know where would the fun be in that okay got an undine four star okay I'm champion and living armor good all right we are happy with that result we did not ruin it um I just want to say you know, even though he's not here, I always appreciate Aztec. Um, I appreciate everybody in our Discord. I know, um, for those that know, I've started going back to school, pursuing a degree, and it is taking up a lot of my free time nowadays. Um, that is in no way a legitimate excuse for why I have been bad at communicating, but in some small way i hope that you all can forgive me for my uh i don't want to say i'm anti-social i just have not had as much time to be prompting the conversations or responding in discord and i know i know i should just take five minutes a day and do that i i am going to give it the old college try and i will try to be better but i really appreciate all of you i appreciate anybody who sat here and listened to this i'll appreciate anybody who actually listens to the podcast this week because you're in for a treat because you're just going to be bored listening to me prattle on to myself for 40 minutes so um and i just want to say we really appreciate you guys we appreciate all love and support and friendships that we have made and i really look forward to next week when i'm going to do my birthday summons when i turn 21 again and uh we're gonna we're gonna have a good time like i i am excited just a little preview i will have my transcendent summing pieces five legendaries i will probably by that point have that one so that'll be nine so i will have about 77 <laughs> now that's a good number um 77 light and dark scrolls um i'll have about what is that 23 and then 31 so 31 elemental scrolls and about 46 of the good old mystics and uh 
let me just look to the preview i will probably not be using my exclusive summoning stones i do not see anything that i couldn't live without there for the foreseeable future so i will probably hang on to those until then um but i just want to say thank you to you all yet again and i hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time here on a monster rancher's guide to the universe join our discord uh we have a link tree on my twitch on our youtube monster rancher's guide to summoner's war um we have monster rancher's guide to the universe which is our discord channel on on every one of our podcasts wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts we pretty much are there will be a link tree so that you can come join the fun and be part of the conversation and that's it y'all have a great week live long and prosper live long and prosper